welcome to Growing Pains, a business podcast for entrepreneurs and their teams who find themselves in the growth phase or messy middle in between startup and aiming for six or seven figures and beyond. Welcome everyone. Today I'm interviewing Kat Dunn. So Kat has spent 14 years working in admin, marketing and communications before starting her own business in 2020. That seems to be a popular year for starting new businesses for some reason. Originally starting as a virtual assistant, Kat quickly moved into the online business management, OBM, and works with female coaches to scale their businesses and make more money and impact more lives. So welcome, Kat. Thanks for coming on today. Hi, thank you very much for having me. Very good. So who do you help? What do you do? You know, what's your role? A bit more about you and your background. So long story short, I um, discovered personal development a couple of years ago. I started working with coaches and kind of working on mindset and things like that. And I find it really changed my life. Like I could go back to like an unwrapped childhood trauma and like mm. develop skills on how to deal with anxiety and to deal with like mindset issues. And it really just kind of cleared out a lot of just, I felt very stuck in myself and personal development kind of changed my life. So when I started doing my own business, I was thinking everyone says niche down, you have to have like particular clients you serve or particular services you offer. And I thought, well, actually coaches have changed my life. So why don't I work in that realm and make their lives easier? Because if they can pass on to me the things they don't want to do and they can just coach, they can help more women who then help more women who help more women. And it's kind of a knock-on domino effect because then everyone can benefit the way that I benefited. I love it. And so it's sort of like um, your mission's aligned in that line of work. Exactly. Because yeah, I know obviously not personal development is not for everybody, but everybody had a childhood. Everybody's had trauma in some sense. It could be something, you know, like you class is quite minor or quite, you know, like it's actually impacted your life. And if you can figure out ways to just work on things like your mindset and figure out what you really want to do in life and have that support because I'm very lucky that the coaches I work with have created their own communities where it's like a safe space to be heard and seen and like kind of like you're going through the same thing together, even if you're from different backgrounds or different generations and working with coaches myself and actually getting to be involved in their communities and see like what they've built and help support these women. It's just very fulfilling. And I know like how much of a knock on effect that can have for like their own partners and their own families and their own businesses. So mm. it's like a win-win. Yeah. And I know you're at full capacity at the moment. So what does that look like for you? How many clients do you serve? So one of the reasons I moved from VA to online business management was with VA, I found that at one point I had about 10 clients and it gets wow. obviously rather manic as you can imagine. And I like the idea of actually having less clients, but you can work more long-term with them because you really mm. need to get involved in that business and help them develop. At the moment, I have six clients and that is probably stretching a bit far as well. Mm-hmm. But actually, I find that when it gets towards the end of the year, Christmas is coming up, contracts naturally end anyway. So I'm actually reducing the amount of clients at the moment. Gotcha. I'm then going to spend some time, actually got my first holiday ever in my business in the first two years. First holiday I'm going to have, and I'm going to just take some time to figure out where I want my business to go next year yeah. and see how it looks from that. So I am fully booked, but it's more like next year I'm going to reassess and maybe work with different clients or take on more or actually just stop and just maybe offer a different package or a different service. Sure. And how did you originally find those clients? So I, when I first started, I decided I found virtual assistant by accident. I never heard of it. And obviously COVID, we all kind of came out of the woodwork a little bit because everyone wanted to work from home. Yes. And I actually just, 
I was like searching on Instagram under the hashtags and found someone basically calling out for a virtual assistant who worked in kind of like kinesiology, health and well-being space. I was like, oh, this sounds wonderful. And all the tasks you want me to do, I could do. So what happened was I applied for that and got the role before it started my business. So then I had to backpedal and be like, oh, contracts and insurance and all these things. Yes. And then from there on, it was I'd either apply for adverts or kind of in Facebook groups when someone did a call out, I'd throw my hat and like my name in the ring sort of thing. Sure. But then yeah. a lot of the time it was word of mouth or I'd be in memberships already at business memberships and people I'd start chatting and they're like, oh, you're a virtual assistant. Oh, I'm actually looking for a virtual assistant. So I've been really, really fortunate. It's been a lot of word of mouth and a lot of referrals and a lot of people like tagging like, oh, Kat's great at this, Kat can do this for you. So I've been very, very fortunate. Oh, that's great to have, yeah, that reputation right from a very early stage. Brilliant. So do you mind sharing what packages, like what it looks like for a client to work with you, what a package looks like? So when I moved into online business management, I just basically had an ongoing retainer because I like the idea of working very long-term with a business. So at the moment, it's they buy like an hourly package. And I really, I know a lot of people say, do not charge hourly. And I totally understand. I know the downfalls with it. But I found it really hard to create a specific package of, say, projects or tasks. Because mm. every client has been so different with yeah. what they need from their online business manager. So currently, it is packages of 20 hours per 30 days. Um, a couple of clients, you know, only need 10 hours. So it's absolutely fine. I've negotiated that, but I don't advertise that externally mm. really because I like the idea of fewer clients more hours I did bring in a new package that was like a one-to-one strategy call so 90 minutes on a call to go through any blocks you have or like maybe you just want to plan out your launch or you need to help with Kajabi um so that's that's a nice one just kind of dip into someone's business for 90 minutes really help them and then get out sort of thing and then yeah sometimes that leads to ongoing work or maybe we connect in the future that's all I've offered at the moment yeah yeah so at the moment, as an OBM, you have six clients. How many team members in total are you managing right now? Zero. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. So obviously I've had different clients I've worked with. Like some clients have had their teams that I've managed for them. You know, see a yeah. team of six I've overseen. But currently the clients I have, it's literally me and them, or maybe, you know, they've got someone else in their life that works in the business. And we do bring in contractors, say like a website designer, graphic designer, yeah. social media manager, but they are very ad hoc or they're kind of like working in their own space. It mm. is literally me and the business owner at the moment. Yes. And myself, my business, just me. Yeah. And how many hours per week do you work? I'd say that really varies. It's a lot more now that I'm at six clients. Uh-huh. So ooh, it's a lot. Depending it's if like it's I, launch. I, depending, yeah, depending if it's launch. Uh, and also I'm kind I'm quite relaxed when it like there might be tasks you can do that you don't need to be on the clock. Like I'm very happy to work weekends and just work away at something when the clients obviously aren't contacting you. You can just focus on particular things. Maybe you're writing a set of SOPs, for example. Yeah. But I'd I look at it as it's pretty much a full-time job still at the moment. I would like to work less hours, which is why I'm kind of looking at the amount of clients I have and the packages I do offer. But yeah, it's pretty much full-time, but at least I have that kind of like flexibility to do like change a schedule. Maybe I could like go to the gym during the day or things like that. I'll have meetings. Oh great. Not quite the same as being employed by an employer. Yeah. And how many hours do you find your CEOs work in their business? Oh, so that's really interesting. So again, it's really varied. And I find, I don't know if you've worked with coaches yourself, but sometimes coaches can be very aligned with how their body's feeling or maybe their cycle or like what's happening, like example, in launch world or you know maybe yes. the launch program. 
it really can vary. So sometimes it's just on nonstop for, for weeks or months sometimes. But I found some other clients have really just like looked at their business and said, right, okay, so I'm going to work these days and these days I'm not working and that's how my schedule is going to work, which has been really helpful for me because then we can really be like on together when we need to be. And then behind the scenes, I can manage the business while they're off doing their own thing. But again, yeah, obviously at lunchtime, everybody's just like, yeah, everyone's on it. But the good thing I find about the clients that I get the privilege to work with is they just worship their own business, you know, because they, the communities they've built, they care so much and they want to give and give and give. But they really, really go with boundaries in themselves, making sure they don't give out too much energy, make sure they take time for themselves. Mm. It's actually really inspiring. Oh, good, good. And so what have you seen watching your, those clients as they grow? What would you say is the particular catalyst for the growth in their business? It's quite easy, this, in terms of because they're coaches, their main aim is basically to help people they want to serve. Yeah. So everything they come up with, every program, every launch idea, every freebie, the purpose behind it is how can we make an impact? How can we serve? How can we give more without giving too much of ourselves? Mm. So the catalyst for them is they just want to help. And obviously, yes, everybody has to be paid you know, for their services. Everyone has to make money in order for the world to go around. Mm-hmm. But their principles are basically, I just want to help. How can I help? And they listen to the community. So it's it's the good thing about working with the long term and being involved in the communities that they build is I listen to the feedback. We connect with them. What do you need? What do you want? What can we do more of? And we actually then amend the memberships or the services or the offerings to mm-hmm. what they actually need most of that time. So it's just, Super yeah, important. just really want to give back to what they've built. Yeah. Good. I like that. And how has that growth impacted your role? Has your role changed like the longer you've been with a client? So I, one of my clients has been with me for a very long time, uh, which is wonderful. And she actually kind of started the idea of the online business manager. Like I started her VA, you know, and the tasks got added to and added to. And then one day she called me that and I was like, what is an online business manager? What are you talking about? <laughs> and it's like, that's what you do because you do this, then you do that. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And then like I started looking into it more and I'm like, that's really the avenue I want to go down. So yeah. with her, I've kind of developed the role based on what her business is needed. And obviously as time's gone on, there's been more responsibility, more strategic aspects, more managing other contractors. And so obviously the hours have increased or the level of responsibility has increased. So it's more like I really feel building that long-term relationship builds that trust. Mm -hmm. And when I work with a client, I pick the clients I pick because the business or the message they've got is something I align to or I care about. So I only work with the communities that I'm like, yes, this is actually going to make an impact and benefit. So I care as much as as much as you do about your business because I want you to succeed and I want you to help more people so it's that it's kind of like it is their business obviously it's their business but I'm very much like I'm in this with you and you can rely on me to help yeah super important that your mission aligns with their mission just for like motivation and making sure you're on the same page to be like usually you yourself and your CEO will have different skill sets and different strengths, but they complement each other like the yin and yang. And it's important that even though you might be opposites in some way, you're still moving together towards that same goal and that same purpose. So yeah, I love that. Exactly. So what advice would you give an entrepreneur who wants to hire their own OBM? I think because I get I, a lot of times I have discovery calls with people who aren't quite sure what they need. And obviously, when we go through that business and the tasks they want to outsource, we can figure out at what stage of business they're at. 
But I guess it's like making sure you know that you're ready because the biggest part of this, it's not the finance. It's not like, oh, tasks I want to give them. It's if you're going to hire an online business manager or a COO or an integrator, they really need to be part of your business. They need You need to form a relationship. You need to have that trust. And it doesn't build overnight, obviously. But a lot of people, when you start your business, it is your baby. You know, you've created it from scratch that you need to know that you can allow someone else into that space and go, yeah, you know what? I'm actually going to let you run with this. I'm going to let you in. I'm going to let you behind behind the curtain mm-hmm. and see how this works and see. And obviously we come in and we want to make things better. We want to improve systems. We want to do this. We want to add that. We want to affect this. We want to, and they have to be able to, it's not criticism. It's not take criticism. It's take the feedback and take the fact of like, I'm here. I'm going to help you, but it's two brains are better than one. We all know that. Yeah. It's that. I think it's their mindset. That's it. And we're on their side. Like we want their businesses to succeed. That exactly, that helps exactly. us as well. Yeah. It's yeah. Sort of, are they ready to let go of a little bit of control? It doesn't have to be all of the control, but more than you're used to. So yes, it, that's exactly. that mindset piece. Yeah. Yeah. And what about the other way around? What advice would you give an OBM who works side by side with a CEO? So my background is uh, executive assistant. So that was one of my roles that I did. And I used to interviews be like, you know, the idea is that you work according to their schedule. You work according to their style because you're there to support them. When it comes to online business management, we have our own styles of working. So I would look at every facet of the business and understand that even though they've done it a certain way, you don't have to just do it the way they've always done it because you're coming in to make the business better and you're coming in to make the business develop and grow. So it's take the time to really assess the business from the point of view of how they've been doing it to what you've been doing with previous clients to see how you can overlap and how you can change things. Because yeah. the mindset thing is it is their business and you come in all guns blazing and just go, right, I'm going to change all this because other client, I did all these things. Not one size fits all. We know that not why every business plan works for everybody, not every launch works for everybody. It's just take the time to get to the business because this is going to be a long-term relationship. If it's a one-off project, okay, that's a completely different set of skills. But if you're going to come into someone's business, it's almost like baby steps in a way to like make sure that you are a good fit and assess everything before you start changing it because yeah. you have a skill set that's very different to theirs and you need to be able to get on. And obviously, trust your gut. Trust your gut. And the amount of times I've ignored it and ended up in a bad situation, mm-hmm. not worth it. You'll know from that discovery call really whether or not you're a good fit. So just listen to your intuition. Yeah, that's true. I often see it happen where an OBN comes in and says, oh, okay, you're using that email system. Do you know what? We're going to completely overhaul, change up, use a completely different email system. And it generally works the same way. It's just maybe not the one they were originally familiar with. And it's going to benefit the business for you to learn their system rather than overhaul and change it. Maybe down the line, sure, if you're still seeing that there are benefits to changing, but don't go in and and change a complete system just because you're not familiar with it. Take that time to learn. I agree with it. Exactly. Exactly. I've had a lot of clients like, oh, so what CRM should we use? And I'm like, I actually need to see a business first to see what you're currently using, see what the gaps are. I'm not going to just, oh, you know, I love this one because it does X, Y, Z. If it doesn't work for your business, I'm not going to do that. And a lot of clients, oh, I'm going to change this email system because I've heard it's better. And I'm like, it doesn't work for your business. Why does it not work for your business? Because of these reasons. So it is that kind of shiny object syndrome or like, oh, well, they've done it. So I'm going to do it. It's like, no, no, you really need to assess the business needs and see what best suits them for that particular time. Nice. So what has been the hardest part about working in a growing team like that? I don't want to say this, but I'll say it. But my problem is boundaries. As in, I get really involved. 
And I, you know, I try to have working hours and try to have like these, these are the times you can contact me and these times they can email me and I'll respond. But I get quite caught up sometimes, particularly when it's a client I've been working with for a long time and like I'm really involved with the community. They say it's a Facebook group and a notification pops up, someone asks a question. I'm like, oh, I could just answer that right now. And I really struggle to switch off from it because mm-hmm. I do find I care as much as they do and it's their business. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, but I could just, I could just help. I could just do that. I mean, last night there was a bit of a, a drama with someone's website and they had an email. I was like, technically that could wait till tomorrow. You know, it's the world's not going to end, but, like, but I can fix that in five minutes. And I did. And I was like, but well, you yes. know what? This is a bit of an emergency for them. They're panicking. That's fine. But I was like, mm, do I? and I really struggled with it because I was like, I don't, but there's I don't also, know if I should or not. Yeah. There's also the other side of the coin that if you do wait till tomorrow, you're probably not going to, you're going to lose sleep over it because you'll be thinking about it all night until you can do it. If you just got it over and done with, you can have a good night's sleep. Exactly. I've got to, I've got to really like take off my list mentality. Like, oh, okay, yeah. I just want to get it done. And like, I'm just like, so much need to breathe. But I'm like, last night, I think, well, obviously I made the right decision because you're right. I wouldn't have slept, yeah. but I still need to work really on that. Like I struggled that I get too involved and too, like, I just want to get stuff done. I'm almost too efficient sometimes. I'm like, I just need to take a step back. So that's why it's a two-week break. If I can't gotcha. do anything, it's going to be a really good test for me. It will, yeah. And when you take your break, are you like signing out of Slack and all your communication channels? <laughs> I'm literally going into my phone and like, you obviously know, you get the drop-down notifications. I'm like, I'm yeah. turning everything off and I'm going to yeah. have a ban that I cannot check my work email. Okay. But then, because oh, of last night, I'm like, oh God, what if there's an emergency? And I'm like, oh, some, but I'm like, there's nothing that can't wait two weeks. So there's nothing that someone else can't fix. Like I know what yeah. I think. I'm, I'm almost like not that important as well. Like I know I can take a step back. I've just never done it before. But yes, yeah. everything's going to be switched off. You're not allowed. I'm going to turn off my chance. I actually want to not have my phone and I'm not going to take my laptop. Mm-hmm. I'm going on an actual holiday. And I'm going to take my Excellent. Laptop. It freaks me out. But that's going to be, yeah. Huge, yeah. huge. That's, that's my aim. <laughs> that's it. Quite often when I go on holidays, I'll go like camping or somewhere like out where there isn't, there's probably really dodgy internet connection. And I might only get it when I'm in a town or something. So yes, you can be, you can have that clear break. So what about the other side of the coin? What is the highlight and the best part about working and growing with these businesses? I think that's the thing. I think it's the growing aspect as in mm. You know, I've had a client now, we've been together a year and a half. My very, very first client, the one I applied for before I had my business, we actually parted ways and now we've come back together, which is wonderful. And just seeing from the beginning, because I usually work with clients that are quite established anyway. You know, they have their brand, they have their messaging, they have their websites, they have their programs, and it's the next step of how can we scale. But even that year and a half, seeing where the client was started together and where what we've launched since or how the community's grown or our friends, it's... I've grown as a business owner, you know, I, I developed my skill set, I learn new systems, I work with different clients, but I, I thought, it sounds a bit patronizing, it's not meant to be, but I'm so proud of their growth themselves because, especially because they're coaches, they work on themselves all the time. Yes. And when they work on themselves, they then give back. Even if it's not obvious to the community, I can look and go, wow, they've really changed that aspect of what they were thinking, or they've really just upped their game, or they've become much more calm, or they've, and I can see the impact the business when it comes to revenue or when it comes to like the program they've launched or the impact they've had or they're doing a podcast interview and just hearing that they sound different and I believe hiring the right people helps with that because it takes off the stress and you feel like you're like they can go on holiday and know that everything's okay and that's obviously the aim that's what I want to do so yeah it's just to see their growth is phenomenal and to think I was part of that in a very very small part that's just icing on the cake for me love it love it 
And so what do you feel is next for you? What are your own dreams and goals and vision? So that's kind of why I want to break because obviously I went from VA to online business management quite quickly, quite early on. And I have been enjoying it, but I'm still quite, I'm very ambitious. I'm very much like, like I don't want to be a coach myself, but I really like that space. Mm -hmm. And I'm now working with a client who works in the space of supporting survivors of family and domestic violence. And that's a cause that's really dear to my heart. And so I want to work, move more into that kind of area and see how I can help from that point of view, especially with not-for-profits, because I used to work for not-for-profits right. when I was in corporate, and it was a wonderful experience. But I guess it's just making sure that we started our businesses for a reason. What was the reason? I think I've lost that connection a little bit, you know, like the idea of like you want to balance your personal life with business life, but at the same time you want to make an impact. And I guess I need to go back to the drawing board and see what that means for me. So it's yeah. quite exciting, really. And obviously, everyone gets to the end of the year. It's been a big year. Everyone's exhausted. Everyone's gone full hog after, obviously, the pandemic and lockdown. And we all just need a break. And I think I'm just going to take some time. And I'm hoping something will just drop in. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm sure yeah, there's definitely There's definitely something coming. I just can't figure out what it is. But I love my clients. I love what I do. But this is not This is not it for me. This is mm. there's something else coming. And I just can't figure out yet. So... I don't know, watch this space. We'll see yeah. what happens. <laughs> yeah, but I think you're doing the right thing, like taking a break and evaluating and being in that, like in nature or environment or a different environment and, yeah, just sort of changes the neural connections and things like that just helps you think yeah. differently, doesn't it? Yeah. He's hoping, yeah. Wow. I'm really intrigued. I mean, if I come and interview you in another year's time, where might you be? I think it'd be very curious to see. I know. Yeah, that's, I think that's what I love about business as well. It's not like, you know, chasing a shiny object. It's like, oh, I want to do this and try this new thing. Because I try things for a really long time. I work with clients for a long time. But it's just like, I myself, I want to make an impact. Like, how can I help more people? And how can I help people, you know, whose values align with mine? Or how can I help charities or causes that, you know, have helped me? That's the thing yeah. I just want to give back. People helped me massively. This year has been the biggest and hardest year of my life for personal reasons, which obviously impacted my business. My business has now got back to it exactly where it was. But there's just still that extra, how can I give back more? How can I give more? It's not just like donating to charity, I can do that. But it's like, how can I help women to just build the lives that they want? Because that's what I've managed to do because of the support of XYZ. So yeah, yeah, that's the aim. So I really don't know, which is exciting. Should we just put a date in the diary and be like, right, let's reconnect? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I reckon. <laughs> let's I do actually, that. It's quite exciting. Yeah, I don't know. Like the fact of having our own business means we have the luxury of being able to go actually. Yeah. This isn't working. Let's try something new. Yeah, I mean that's like what you're saying. It definitely hitting home for me because when I first started working in my own business, it was coaching and it was financial coaching. So I got to do some pro bono work where I went into, I think it was like a YMCA or something like that. And I got to share with women who had been through trauma and things like that, just the basics of like how to set up a budget and things like that. And then since I've moved out of that the financial coaching space and into COO style work, I've still got like this calling or or mission of mine where I still want to help women become financially independent. And so I've got like this ambition that if I can set up my own business, my own platform so that I can bring the income coming in so that I can support, you know, put the mask on myself, I can support myself, but then I can also help support other women to build their own businesses 
and they can be financially independent too. And they can, you know, have the flexibility of being able to work their own hours and, and have the responsibilities that they might have in life, but still, yeah, have that for themselves. And so to be able to help fund those in some sort of not-for-profit way or something, yeah, is it, it's a goal and a mission of mine too. But I, I understand that there are sort of foundations I need to lay first before I get there, but absolutely it's a goal for me as well. So oh, I, I love, love that. That's wonderful. That. Brilliant. Yeah. So how can people follow your journey? What's what's the best way to stay in touch? So, oh my God, I'm so bad at social media right now. I do apologize to the audience. I get a bit... I used to do social media for clients and it's not my forte. Like it changes so much. It's such a beast that I do highly recommend you hire a social media manager. So I will try to be better on it. I do. It's the reals thing. It catches me off guard. But Instagram is probably where I'm more active. I'm very good yeah. with stories. I'll say that. I'm very good with sharing stories. So it's definitely my Instagram. I do have like a website set up where you can like join my mailness. My mailness actually is my favorite part right now because I mm-hmm. share a lot of personal life stuff or things that are going through. That's probably where I'm going to share the most about my journey. So you can sign up to our mailness and get a services guide and join the waitlist to work with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Instagram, come hang out with me. Yeah. Love it. Love it. So thank you to everyone for listening and thank you to. Kat, for joining me today. If you are an OBM and you would love to think more like a COO and level up your leadership skills so your team can work autonomously and productively, and you can have great tools to make decisions and improve your strategic management skills, then please reach out to me by email or social media, or you can also find the links in the show notes of today and the links for following Kat as well. I'll put those inside the show notes. But there'll be information there for a prospectus on my eight-week digital COO accelerator program. So if that interests you, yeah, reach out and get in touch. But uh, until next time, have a productive day. Thank you very much. See you later.